Hey everybody, welcome to episode 297 of the Rated NA Podcast. I am Ash. And I'm Scott. And we are here, um, what day is today? It's, Feb- it's February now. Feb- February. I can't say that word. I Feb- actually, I was actually practicing February the other day, and it's, uh, Feb- it's, it's more challenging than one would realize. And it's, uh, I think it's Groundhog Day also. Oh, is it? Wow. It's a special yeah. day. And for those of you who have not heard our show before, uh, we're the Reddit NA podcast. We've been around for about seven years talking to uh, interesting people about the creative things that they do. So we talk about games, we talk about movies, we talk about food adventures, all sorts of things. So yeah, we hope all about guys... creativity on this podcast. Yeah. So we hope you guys like it and we hope you stick around. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a, a very special episode. We actually, uh, or I guess I sat down with uh, Leah Shalish, who's also known as Sniper Wolf uh, on the YouTube. I sat down with her last week to talk about a show that she's on called Ultimate Expedition on YouTube Red. And uh, we had a, a pretty awesome conversation, got to know her a bit. Um you know, she's a incredible, incredibly talented YouTuber with like uh, trillions and zillions of, of hits on YouTube. And uh, I was going to say, I hear she's I hear she's popular. It's it's wild, man. Like I, I had heard of her. I knew that she was popular and, and such uh, prior to talking to her. But I really one of the things I enjoyed doing was kind of getting to know like what we do with a lot of our guests. You kind of mm-hmm. um, hear a little bit about their history, how they got started. And then we kind of segued a little bit into Ultimate Expedition, which is, um, it's interesting. It's not like a, a reality show. It's more of a, like a survival experience with like a lot of um, famous personalities, folks like Chuck Liddell and Steve-O. And they all kind of went out and, and hiked this uh, massive, massive mountain out in Peru. And uh, the thing I think the listeners will enjoy is that she didn't really have any experience with the outdoors at all. Like uh, she she had actually never been, she had never been camping in her life. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, you know, to go from never going camping to having to suffer through altitude sickness and, you know, hiking this massive dangerous mountain, it's a, it's a great show and she's got a super cool story. Um, You know, if you're fans of, of YouTube or fans of gaming at all, uh, definitely check it out and listen. And I think you guys will like it. episode let me check my notes here episode 297 of the rated na podcast and we're with leah also known as sniper wolf welcome hey what's up not much not much i i wanted to start things out by saying how lucky you are that you have a very cool um like screen name slash gamer tag um (laughs) i picked mine when i was like probably like 16 years old and it was not a cool one like sniper wolf who's uh, I agree with you. One of the best characters ever. So you're you're lucky. You got a cool name like Sniper Wolf. Thanks. I stole it. <laughs> no, it's, it's a good thing to steal. I mean, it... <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's better than XX Swag XX69. Right. <laughs> yes, yes. That is almost as bad as mine is, which I'll I'll tell you off the air because mine's pretty awful. And it's one of those things that you get stuck with. Like I, I think about it all the time. If like a magical genie appeared and was like, I'll take you back to the past and you can change your gamer tag. I would, <laughs> I would probably take him up on the offer and time travel just to, to get rid of this. But um, so we're going to hang out for a while and talk about you and talk about your history and also talk about uh, Ultimate Expedition, which is on YouTube Red right now. And I did get a chance to watch the pilot episode and I thought it was fantastic. And I also thought that you were super brave for doing it in the first place. But before we get to that, I just want to see how you're doing. How's it going? I'm doing good. Things are you are being good? Are you doing a lot of these in a single day? Like, are you already sick of this? 
Oh no, I don't <laughs> do interviews actually. <laughs> oh really? Well, this this will be fun yeah. then. When I first have people on for the first time, uh, I like to get to know them and know a little bit about their past. You had a really awesome thing up on your YouTube channel called Draw My Life. And first thing is you're a great artist, by the way. I thought that was that was awesome. Um, Thanks. And the other thing is uh, I kind of want you to tell an abridged version of that story and kind of where you got or how you got to where you are right now because your story is really unique and the things that you've accomplished at your age are pretty insane just like in terms of just raw numbers and like the, what you get to do for a living is pretty insane. So how did you get to be where you are and who you are. I guess I am where I am just because of how I grew up and just playing video games and my love for video games. And it's just kind of evolved into like YouTube. And that's, it's why I started doing YouTube in the first place. Cause I saw a lot of people, um, I saw a lot of people on YouTube posting their gameplay and I was like, Hey, this is really good. I'm like, I'm good at call of duty too. So I want to post my gameplay. So I started doing that. Oh my God. It's been like, it's been five years now. Wow. That's, <laughs> so that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a lot of years on the internet. Like internet, yeah. internet years are longer than regular years. <laughs> oh yeah, they are. Uh-huh. It's because so, so, so much happens so quickly. So, so anyway, continue. Yeah. Okay. So I started out doing like gameplay videos, just all the games that I liked and my channel started growing and then I expanded to other things like vlogs and challenges and reacting videos. And now I just do a little bit of everything. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty fantastic. Your channel is, it's filled with a lot of everything. Um, you know, going back and pulling some information from that that cool video you did of um, drawing your life, you said that you kind of started out, you know, uh, kind of hustling and as an entrepreneur when you were really young, like you found some some action figures at Best Buy and then you, <laughs> you, you, you flipped them on, I guess, eBay and made some extra cash. And has it sort of always been in your blood to try and like hustle and, and to make money and to be successful? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, sort of. I always sort of. wanted to make money when I was younger. And so that's how it all started. Basically, I saw these action figures, they were Pirates of the Caribbean at Best Buy, and they had them for a couple of cents. Like they were on sale in the clearance. And I bought a bunch of them. And I was like, I'm going to list these on eBay and make a profit because Pirates of the Caribbean was really big back then. Mm -hmm. And my parents laughed at me. They're like, Oh, okay. And then I actually sold them for $25 each. No way. Yeah, and I made a pretty good profit. And then yeah. they were like, whoa, this is actually really good. Like, And then that's how my resale business started. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty fantastic. I mean, it's, it's interesting because I don't think that – that's what a lot of uh, newer content creators don't realize, that it does take like a lot of drive and a lot of hustle, and you have to be willing to kind of – um, think outside the box and really push yourself to, you know, figure out ways to be successful. Um, you know, and it seems like you from a very young age had it, you were sort of determined to just kind of do your own thing. Um, I also saw in that draw your life video that you have been playing games since you were really little from your very first PlayStation one, which is, which is super cool. Do you remember like what that day was like when you got your first PS one? Um, when I got my first PS1, I remember my dad bought it for me and my brother to make us stop fighting. And it did work because me and my brother became like best friends after that. And we started playing together. I was always player one. He was player two. And yeah, it was just really exciting having a PlayStation. And the first thing I played was Jam Pack. It's basically like, uh, it was like a, what is it? A demo disc of oh, a bunch yeah, of yeah. games that were out. 
I think I remember that. I my my PS one story is is that system was super important to me as well. But I remember I was visiting friends. Um, I, I think I was I was too young to drive. But I was visiting friends, and it came out. And I remember I saved up all the, all these money, and I was out in California at the time. And I remember taking the bus to a mall and buying the PS one, and then taking the bus back, and then just playing. I think one of the launch titles was battle arena Toshinden or some like super crappy fighting title. But I remember play, uh-huh. playing that game endlessly and being like, so just floored at how far video games had become. But that, that game was definitely, definitely life changing. So, um, so you jumped from, you know, I mean, I don't want to say jump because it was, you know, a, a sort of a long time coming, but how hard was it for you to decide to make content creation like a full time? I mean, basically it's like, it's a super full-time job for you. So what made you decide to do that? Content creating wasn't always a full-time job for me. It was always part-time while I was in college or working on my resale business. Like I always did it on the side for fun. Mm -hmm. And it kind of just grew to be like huge. So (laughs) I just gave up on the resale business and I started focusing on YouTube full-time. I even dropped out of school to like work on my resale business and YouTube a couple of years ago. Right. I mean, but I mean, for very good reason, like I, I don't have like the numbers right here, but the, the amount of people that you have that subscribe to your stuff and that watch your stuff, it's like, it's insane. It's like a, like the, the size of so like many small countries. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's crazy. Right. Like that. I like, I can't like, I, I, like I said, we've had this site for seven years. We've never achieved any, like we've never gotten anywhere close to that. But I get excited when anybody like listens to our stuff or watches our stuff. Is it still, do you still get excited? Like when people sub to your stuff or does everything start to kind of, I like this is, this is a real conversation. Like, do you start to like lose the, the enthusiasm for it after a while? Um, I guess you kind of get used to it, but it's like, I check my channel and I'm like, oh my God, like I hit a milestone. Like I hit 7 million, I hit seven and a half million. And it's just like, I don't focus on numbers too much, but sometimes I get realizations that this is insane. Like how many people watch my videos? Yeah. I mean, it is like, it is just like from a numerical perspective, it's insane, but what's, is it, is it strange for you um, getting recognized and stuff like that at events? Like, is that, is that ever odd to you or are you totally used to it by now? Oh no, I'm totally used to getting recognized all the time. Like every time I go out, I get recognized a couple of times and, it's great. I love meeting people from the wolf pack and just seeing people in real life that like watch my videos and like, like me. And it's like, they already know me and it's like, I know them. And yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah. I mean, Cause people wouldn't, I mean, I think that's what's fantastic about YouTube is um, it kind of caters to people with very specific tastes. So you can have a channel about really whatever you like. And the people that like that same thing will find you and subscribe to you. So you've kind of built this awesome community of, like like-minded nerdy people that like video games and like comedy, you know, essentially. So you've, you know, you've kind of built this, this like crazy empire, which is just so cool to see. Um, it's just crazy. Like, and we'll get to ultimate expedition in a few minutes, but it's crazy that, you know, you've accomplished so much so fast and it's awesome. It's very awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm curious, like what your, in terms of content creation, like, do you have like a, like a schedule you set up for yourself, like, okay, here's how many videos I have to produce in a month. Like how much is it 
it, how much of it is like a business or do you just kind of wing it? And I'm, this is just my, my question out of pure curiosity. Like how much of this feels like work to you? I know a lot of other YouTubers that have like a schedule for everything they do and like scripted skits, everything. I kind of just wing everything. Mm -hmm. I work on videos like whenever I can, usually late at night. I try to start before eight o'clock, but I usually end up filming at like 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, I'll record videos a couple of times a week and. I don't know. I kind of just wing it. It doesn't really feel like work to me. It's fun. It's what I enjoy doing. I've gotten to a point where I really enjoy the videos I make, and it's just something that I really enjoy making. It's just editing. Editing is what feels like work, and that's what I really don't like. You're good at it, though. That's that's a skill, and uh, that's like I, I've tried to do video editing in the past, and it, yours is pretty slick and, and well done. So, so you're good <laughs> at it. Yeah, no Thanks. problem. I'm I'm not that good at it, but well, you're better you're better than I am. <laughs> that, that's for sure. Um, so I want to talk. You know, one of the reasons you're here is to talk about Ultimate Expedition, which um, I guess you know we'll get down to the nitty gritty and talk about the specifics of it. But how crazy is it that you got to do this show in the first place? Like, I, I kind of like for our listeners that don't know exactly what Ultimate Expedition is, do you mind just kind of giving the the general premise of the show? All right, Ultimate Expedition is a new YouTube Red show featuring me and seven other celebrities summiting this insane 20,000-foot mountain in Peru called Toklarahu. Toklarahu. Thank you for saying that because I had it in my notes and I could not say it. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know how to say it before either. Be better you make an else. attempt than me. Um so like yeah. I, like I told you uh before we started recording, I did get a chance to watch the pilot and uh, one of the things that I kind of appreciated I don't know about the rest of the show if the rest of the show is like this but at least the pilot um there's not a lot of like reality show drama and what's why one of the things I appreciate about the show is that it's kind of being labeled as an adventure show and not just a reality series um so was there like any behind the scenes kind of like bs or was it more just about the mission that you guys had to go on Oh, no, it was a really great crowd. It's not that drama bullshit from reality shows. I actually wasn't going to do the show if it was going to be like a reality show type thing. It's more of like an adventure show where everybody like helps each other through it, not with drama and stuff, you know? Right, right. And it did seem like from the like the pilot, at least, it seemed like you guys had a, a really good dynamic. You all got along. Um how long was the shoot itself? Like, how long were you guys in Peru? Um, we were in Peru a couple of weeks. I think it was like three weeks. Three weeks. That's a long time. That's a long time. Yeah. That's and the longest I've ever been away from home. Yeah. How long How long were you guys actually on the hike itself? There was, there was a couple of hikes that we did, and we divided them over a couple of days. Oh, okay. So you divided them over a couple days so some took a day some took two days you know they're all different i remember you said uh you said on the i believe the pilot episode that you hadn't even really gone camping at the, at that stage in your life yet and then all of a sudden you're climbing this twenty thousand, excuse me twenty thousand foot mountain um what like how did you kind of wrap your head around what you had to do like were were you scared at all were you excited? Was it sort of somewhere in between? Like, I can't imagine me like me right now as an adult being like, okay, you're going to climb this 20,000 foot mountain and you don't have really like, I'm not trained to do that. So <laughs> I would be totally scared shitless. Like, were you worried at all? Or were you totally just 
Cool. Yeah, I have really bad anxiety and it just kicked in every time I thought about the show and going to Peru and what I'm going to do for three weeks. Like I haven't even been away from home for more than five days in my life. And just going to Peru for three weeks, it was just insane to me. Like I couldn't like wrap my head around it and it made me really nervous and I was really scared and I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like, like you guys as a group and just, I'm just kind of speaking for everyone, like you guys kind of embraced the different culture and, and really kind of looked like you got along pretty well with the locals too. Like, do, do you feel like this kind of sparked your interest to maybe travel more in the future? Is this something you might want to do like more regularly? Oh yeah. This show definitely sparked my interest to want to do a lot more things. I'm more open to doing things that I'm not comfortable with anymore like traveling and staying longer than five days um I don't know I just yeah I do want to travel more and the locals were great there I and the locals were great there like I really liked them we were just like walking around the city recording like with our cameras and stuff and nobody looks at you funny nobody like judges you or cares you know they're not like oh my god look at this tourist with a camera like they're just right. really cool there. That's cool. That's that's good to know about Peru. I've heard I've heard good things about it there too. So it's it's good to know that that it's uh you know as welcoming as it is. Um, we have a question from Twitter and this is from um, Mr. Patty. He asks uh, what was the hardest part about filming Ultimate Expedition. So I guess other than the anxiety that you just mentioned to me, what was the the hardest part about the shoot? The hardest part about the shoot was just being in a place with no internet like it's not like reality shows or I don't know like any other adventure shows where it's like okay break time you get internet right now and everything and tv and all that stuff it was real it was the realest it could get like camping with no internet or anything yeah no I I (laughs) I've been there a few times in my life like my my family used to have a, a cabin up in the Appalachian Mountains, uh, sort of in the Great Smokies. And the first couple of years we would go to that cabin, there was like zero, zero, zero reception at all. And it's weird. Like if you've never been in a place where you're completely cut off, it's actually very challenging because like you lose touch with like a lot of the people that you need to talk to. Like, you know, you can't like at the time, like. I have a wife, but she was my girlfriend at the time. We had just started dating and I was like out in the, in, in the woods and I really wanted to talk to my girlfriend, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and I couldn't for like a week and a half. And I was like, man, what the hell? Like I couldn't do anything. I would have to ride, you know, an hour kind of into the city to get a cell phone signal. But that is, it's actually, you know, some people might laugh and be like, oh, that's, you know, not hard, but it is, it is actually hard to be cut off from the world, especially when it's something that you're very used to. And you, you know, you are uploading content and doing things on a daily basis too. So that must be weird to kind of, for you to break out of that routine must've been really strange. Yeah. That's why it was so hard for me. And like, before I went on the trip, I daily upload. So I had three weeks worth of videos ready and it took me like a month to get like ahead that much. Like it took a really long time to get ahead, but nobody had any idea I was in Peru and I I had the daily uploads and everything. I I obviously couldn't tweet. I didn't have Twitter. I didn't have um, Wi-Fi or anything, any service whatsoever. Right, right. So did you, you had all that stuff pre-recorded, ready to go, and then you had it kind of queued up and ready to go out while you were gone? 
Yep. That's my boyfriend took care of everything while I was gone. That's super smart. I would have never have thought to do that. I, I just, I'm like, I would have just had like a dead three weeks, but I mean, you know, you're probably very smart at keeping your channel up and up and going, yeah. which is cool. That's great. Yeah. And I didn't want anybody to like know that I was gone. I just wanted to like do it secretly. Like if I do uploads every day, like nobody will suspect anything. But if I just don't upload for three weeks, like people will be like asking questions like what's wrong? Where is she? Where did she go? And mm -hmm. I didn't yeah. want to do that. That's smart. Um, I saw that you guys, many of you guys were suffering from extreme altitude sickness when you first got there. Did that eventually subside? Did it go away? Did you guys ever like start feeling healthy or were you like sick the whole time? Cause I know some people when they get altitude sickness, it, it never goes away. They have to like go lower. <laughs> yeah. For me, I feel like I was hit really hard. Like when we first got to the city of Juarez, it wasn't even that high up, but I felt a little sick and everybody else was fine. So that was worrying, but I actually adjusted to that city and I felt a little better the next few days. And then we had to hike to base camp, which was even higher. Uh, I believe base camp was, what, ten to 15,000 feet above sea level. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's crazy. And just before we did the show, they explained to us, like, altitude sickness and all that and how there's not enough air, how you can't breathe. You can't really wrap your head around it. You don't – because I was like – how does that make any sense? I have no idea what that's like. Like, that's not going to happen to me, you know, but mm -hmm. it hit me the hardest and I just was really sick up there. Yeah. I remember in the, in the pilot, there are a couple, looks like a couple times where you just like, don't, cause a lot of people don't realize what altitude sickness does to you. It not only makes you super nauseous, but it makes you very weak. Um, so it's hard to like even walk. And there are a couple times where you look like you were just totally shut down. So so hopefully in the rest of the episodes, you kind of, you, you start to get better. And I do plan on watching those uh, very soon because they were, first one was awesome. So, yeah. Um, so let me ask you this. If you did get a chance to do a season two, um, where would you like to go? If you had to choose, got to choose anywhere or got to choose a theme for it. Is there anything like adventurous or crazy that you would, uh, that you'd like to do? Uh, for a season two, I don't know, maybe something with water, mm. hopefully a cruise ship. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, that would be awesome. Just go yeah. to di different islands doing different crazy things. That'd be super oh, that'd fun. be so nice. Yeah. Um, crazy. I did see, um, I, I think the, the video with Steve-O's dog, Wendy is like kind of going viral at this point. Cause I saw it like pop up on Facebook or something after I had already watched the pilot. And I was like, Oh, this is such a sweet story. But did the dog actually go with you guys on, on some of the hike? Steve yeah. Was? The dog, Wendy came with us. Yeah. Wendy came with us everywhere. Like she came with us on the hike to base camp. Like she was fine. No problem. Did a no problem. And she was chilling with us at base camp. Oh, that's awesome. And I'm not sure about the hike. It would be hard no, for a dog she... to do some of like the ice climbing yeah. and stuff. <laughs> like, imagine her in like a harness being like slowly raised up a, an icy cliff. Oh yeah, there. I think there's a lot of things that she couldn't do or wasn't allowed to. And... Right, right. Did yeah. Did he get to keep her in the end? Like, did she get, end up going back to the states with him? Yeah, when she he actually brought her to the premiere the other day. Oh good. Like she lives with him and everything. 
That's such a that's such a happy story. Um, I know you're a you're a dog person too, and I have two myself. So anytime there's like a an animal component to like a, a series or even like a show like uh, Ultimate Expedition, I'm like, now I love the show. They have like a dog sidekick. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, well, it's really good. Everyone should check it out. It's on YouTube Red right now. Um, it's you know, like I said, very different from your typical sort of quote unquote reality shows. It's very much more of an adventure show, and you get to see some people with great personalities. Um, you know, and we'll put all their names in the show notes. But people with great personalities, kind of doing something that is uh, incredibly challenging for a variety of reasons. I think everybody on the show sort of has their own unique kind of demons to conquer, and own their own reason for wanting to do it. Um, and I think yours is really admirable too. The fact that you hadn't ever done anything like that at all. And it was something that gave you anxiety and you kind of, you kind of beat that and, um, and, you know, did it anyway. I think that's really admirable. Yeah. I'm really glad I did it. Like took a chance to do something that I really wasn't comfortable doing. Awesome. Um, so let's talk about video games for just a few minutes and then we have some silly lightning round questions before you get out of here. But, um, I was curious kind of what you're playing right now, not only just for, you know, for, for business, but also for pleasure. So what's, what's sort of in your wheelhouse right now? Well, I just play Overwatch right now. That's kind of where I am too. Like <laughs> I'm in this, yeah. hard, I'm in this place where like, I'll try other games for a few days and like all I want to do is go back and play Overwatch. Yeah. Um, same. That's it, how I am with every single game, like destiny Two, call of duty. Like I'll play them, but I'll always go back to Overwatch. Yeah. I did the same thing with destiny Two as well. I got, maybe 10 hours in and I was like, yeah, but I could be playing overwatch. And there's just something like about the game. It's so wonderfully designed that like every, yeah. like, every round is exciting. Like, and I yeah, guess... yeah. People are like, how can you keep playing this game? It's like the same thing over and over again. I'm like, Ugh. it's just so satisfying. I don't know. It's just, ruined other games for me like i used to love call of duty like it was my favorite and now right, right. like when i go back to it it's just like ugh. well yeah because you have so many like i don't know how many heroes we have now 26 heroes i think yeah yeah there's just so i don't know it's just i love the dynamic like the team dynamic and everything and yeah i do too i, I know you it makes me very mad but it is also very satisfying. Uh, <laughs> so do you get you get tilted and stuff when you play? You get super angry. See, I don't do very. I don't do a lot of competitive play because um, first of all, I'm not that good. Uh, second, <laughs> second, uh, I do when I do competitive play and stuff. I tend to get like really like really super angry. Toxic. Yeah, I, go, I, I, I don't I don't I don't go totally crazy, but I you know I get I get stressed out. So I tend to do like a lot of like arcade play these days. Like I'm a total like. You know, but I, I like I also do like a lot of um, random heroes just because I like playing everyone. So I'll get on for like an hour and play like, you know, 100 matches of random heroes and just play a little bit of everybody. But but yeah, uh -huh. it's it's super exciting. Like um, what, what what are you like? What was your highest rank ever? I'll tell you, I was like I was never I don't think I ever got like out of diamond. Like I was never great. So, uh -huh. yeah, I know. I know you were like super good, weren't you? My highest was like 4,300. I think 4,300 exactly, like flat. Mercy. That was my highest. That's crazy. Who are your Who are your mains right now? Who do you like playing? Uh, right now, I really like Zarya this season. But I mean, I've always played like Zarya, Hog, Reaper, Soldier. Nice. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of going back to Soldier a little bit more now. I just kind of find myself. Um, I live a lot more when I play as him. 
mainly because, like I said, I don't do a lot of comps, so I can't rely on healers all too much. Um, but also I've been playing, we had the voice actor for Sombra on the show a little while ago. And since we had her on, I've been playing like a lot of Sombra and I love her. I love that character. She's so <laughs> That's fun. awesome. Yeah. She's yeah. so much fun. And like, I feel like at least in the ranks that I play, um, not a lot of people are used to like a decent Sombra player and I'm actually somewhat decent on her. So it's, uh, uh -huh. it, it's cool. It's cool to run around and, and shred stuff as Sombra. Mm -hmm. Lots of teleporting and stuff. And, you know, I was curious if like something like Overwatch League, cause since I know you're really, really good, if they approached you and were like, Hey, do you want to join? Uh, would you ever be interested in something like that? Like playing professionally? Oh, I don't think so. No, it's a lot. It's, it's just lot. the time. I feel like with YouTube, like doing YouTube full time, you have to like pick. Cause I always thought about it for like Call of Duty back in the day when I used to be really good. I always thought about doing like MLG, but there was like no girl teams or anything and right, right. no girls on any team. And um, like, I just thought I could never ration out that time just because there are people that would spend all day, every day just practicing. And right. I couldn't do that. Like, I no. have to do videos, I have to work on other stuff, I have to run errands, and I can't pick both, I feel. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're totally right. I feel like the those guys, the guys in the Overwatch League, that's, like, they live, breathe, and, and eat Overwatch pretty much 24-7. Yeah. And I love the game. I, I also couldn't do it either, you know, for, for the yeah. same reasons that you have. It's like, that has I to be your life. I don't like the kind of lifestyle that is just one thing you know like they just play all day they travel they do that it's just not yeah something i would bag. love you know yeah. i would like sit right now there are no there are no female players in overwatch league and i don't believe there also there's like there's no people of color in overwatch league right now either um really yeah so i, I would love to see a little bit more diversity and i'd love to see like a lot more girls on the team so maybe one day we'll see it but we'll see all right so yeah do you have a few minutes for a couple silly lightning round questions? Then uh, we can get out of here. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So this is going to kind of force you to uh, think a little bit and they're, they're stupid and ridiculous and I hope you like them. Uh, the first one is what is the first movie you remember ever seeing in the movie theater? Chicken run. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That was the first movie I ever watched in the movies. You know, what's crazy about this question is everybody remembers this answer. Like you think like <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people, because I guess it's such a big, like monumental thing. Like you'll always remember your first movie. Like I've never asked someone and have that. And we've interviewed tons and tons of people, but I've never had anyone say, Oh, I don't remember it at all. Like chicken run. That's great. Uh-huh. That was a funny movie. Um, yeah. This one is sort of a psychology question. Would you get along with a 15-year-old version of yourself? Um, <laughs> well, I have a sister who is 17. So, yeah, I think I would. I you get would. along with my sister yeah. pretty would, well. Would you give yourself advice? Like, if you could time travel back to, and meet 15-year-old you, would you give yourself any advice at all? Oh, yeah. I would give myself so much advice. I have so much to tell myself. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. Like for me, it'd be like, Hey, uh, don't take any shit from those assholes at school. <laughs> <laughs> just, just hit them in the head with a dictionary and go about your business. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, a lot of that. Um, all right. Next question is you've been kidnapped. You can call on the characters from one television show or video game to make a rescue attempt. Who do you call on? Oh, definitely Overwatch. <laughs> <laughs> they they would rescue in style. 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for the new stuff coming out this year too. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I could talk about Overwatch all night. Anyway. The new uh, update was really good. It's good. I played yesterday. Blizzard World like for a couple hours last night and finally got like a little used to that map. And that's such a fun map. Have you gotten a chance yeah. to play Blizzard World yet? Yeah, I did yesterday. So good. So good. Um, I spent, by the way, sidebar, I spent 20 bucks on boxes and didn't get a single one of the new skins. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> it does suck. Yeah, the new skins were really, really good, though. Yeah, I just... I really uh, like them. I went ahead and used uh, used coins and bought the Widowmaker Nova skin because that's just... It was too good not to buy. Yeah. Um. All right, so we're getting near the end here. If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would you eat? Uh... Well, you know, I could say something that I really like that's unhealthy, or I could say something that's nutritious and good for me. So I would eat a kale, quinoa, chicken salad. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear the unhealthy one. Uh, fried chicken. There you go. Yeah. That's sort of like my unhealthy obsession, too. Man. Have you ever had Korean fried chicken? No, I haven't. Oh, uh, you need check out Korean fried chicken. It's incredible. It's like super crispy. And like kind mm. of, it feels like it's sort of coated in potato chips. Uh-huh. It's, it's about the best thing ever. Um, cool. All right. You are stranded on a desert island and a small box washes up on shore. What is inside the box? With my luck, it's probably trash. <laughs> <laughs> now that's actually, I, I don't want to get too deep into this, but do you ever find yourself being like sort of like the wind let out of your sails? Like you're like the internet kind of depresses you sometimes. Cause I know like I, my day job, I don't know if I should say this, but I'm a community manager for video games. And so like, um, sometimes like when I do my job and I'm doing community management for video games, I am just like, Holy cow. Like I go home at the end of the day and I'm like, that was a hard day. People are terrible. Like, do you, does it ever get to you? Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it just sometimes amazes me how dumb people can be. Yeah, not not just dumb, but like super mean, you know, like like. Well, like pe- it's usually the mean is out of the dumb. <laughs> nah, that's that's a very good point. All right, so the last question is a question about pizza, and it says the perfect pizza is one topped with blank. Barbecue sauce Ooh. and chicken. You like the the barbecue chicken pizza? I like barbecue chicken pizza. Yeah. Oh, that, that is really that is really good. Uh, are you a pineapple and a pineapple on pineapple and ham on pizza person or an anti pineapple and ham on pizza person? Um, I don't necessarily love pineapple on pizza, but I don't mind it either. So I'm really in between. You're really in between. Well, cool. Well, that's, that's the end of everything. Um, Thank you so much for hanging out with us. It was super, super fun. And hopefully this is not the first time you ha- you hop on and hang out with us. Um, where can people, I mean, everyone on the internet's pretty much following you on social media <laughs> and everything already, but where, for our listeners that might not be following you, uh, where are the best places to follow you on social media? Um, best places to follow me are on Twitter. I try to read my Twitter as much as possible and reply to people and Instagram. Awesome. Awesome. What are your handles on this? At as a sniper wolf for everything. For, see, that's another smart thing. You were able to actually nail and grab your handles for all things. So that's, oh, that's yeah. perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. And once again, you can find Ultimate Expedition on YouTube Red. I think there are 10 episodes available um, and hopefully more in, in future seasons. 
and uh, everyone should check it out. It's pretty awesome. And we will talk to you later. All right. Talk to you later. Bye, guys. Hi, this is Carolina Ravasa, and you're listening to the Rated NA Podcast. So yeah, there was our, our chat with uh, with Sniper Wolf, who has the, the coolest name ever on the internet. And you Yeah, know, absolutely. And, and I, we actually talked about that at the very beginning of the interview. I was like, man, you're so lucky you just snagged Sniper Wolf as, as your handle, and like the rest of us are stuck with terrible, terrible things. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. I, hope, I hope people kind of get a sense of like the person behind the person, if that makes sense. I think that's what you try to do in your interviews. And so um, I hope that we can provide sort of a different perspective, uh, you know, to what, you know, everyone else would normally see on her various social media channels, if you will. Yeah, I think you're onto something. Um, you know, during the interview, she said she actually doesn't do a lot of interviews. It's not really like something that she's um, necessarily used to. She's used to kind of um, creating her own content. And, mm-hmm. and, and but, you know, the thing that I always find admirable is when people look at like I'm using finger quotes here, YouTubers, they think that it's um, I don't want to say something that's easy to, to pull off, but to pull off the you know the numbers that she's getting it's a lot of work and it's like beyond a full-time job. Um, so to create content on a daily basis and edit it and get it out there. I mean, she mentioned that when she was on the show, she actually recorded weeks worth of content ahead of time and set it up so that it was coming out periodically while she was away in Peru so that she could actually, you know, still produce content and, and generate income and, and have stuff for all of her fans while she's participating in this, in this uh, reality experience so, um, you know, there's that's a, insane. That's insane. Is, if you consider how long it takes just to even edit, you know, three minutes of video, um, providing that you already have all this like source material, it takes hours. You need like hours and hours of footage just to get like a three minute video. You know what I mean? Like it's not, it's not easy. So it's, uh, it's good on her. Yeah, for, no, absolutely. For putting in the work. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, a lot of these, uh, because anytime that you're in the public eye, um, and we were talking to her a little bit about fame, and, you know, she she was saying that she gets recognized every time she goes out because literally hundreds of millions of people have seen her at this point. And that's a mm. number that I can't even fathom. Like, I get weirded out when I go to a convention and there's like one of our listeners is like, hey, Ash, I'm like, how? Like, and it happens like yeah. what, you know, once every three years, you know, <laughs> right, 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 right. But it's uh, it's a very different sort of thing. And um you know, I think what she's doing is really cool. She's super hardworking and hopefully um, you guys that are fans of hers that are listening, continue to support her. And uh, definitely if you are interested in checking out ultimate expedition, uh, they're not paying us to say this. I thought the pilot was really cool. I do plan on uh, getting YouTube read and watching the rest of it. Cause I kind of want to see what happens. Um, and it's, it's a fun show. So, ch- so check it out. And uh, of course, give uh, sniper wolf a follow on all her social channels, which she said. And of course you can follow us. Uh, at Nerd Appropriate on Twitter. We we read every single message that comes in there. And of course, uh, Nerd Appropriate on Instagram, Nerd Appropriate on Facebook. And uh, if you have a general question, you can email us uh, nerds at nerdappropriate.com. We'd like to say hi. So feel free to message us with whatever you want. And uh, any any parting words, Scott? No, I just hope that everybody enjoyed this interview. And if you like the kind of stuff that we did in this interview, uh, that's kind of what we do. And then we do shenanigans when we don't have an interview. But uh, yeah, if you kind of like to 
go beneath the surface and learn about the the people and the brands and the music and the games and the things that you like, uh, we hope that you'll stay with us and we appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys have a great day and we will see you uh, hopefully soon with a brand new episode. Bye. Later. Bye.